We have a lot of viewer mail. We have a ton of everything. That's, that's to why deal we with. skipped the beginning segment. This is episode eighty-five. This is fill me in. This is a crossword podcast. My name is Brian. My name is Ryan. We are your hosts, <laughs> at least for now. This is the last episode of two thousand nine. We're going to skip a week. We are. We're both going to be away on various things over the holidays. And so we are taking a week off. We will be back January 5th, yes. 2010. When was the last time we took a week off? Uh, I don't know. So uh, January 5th, though, we will come back and it's gonna continue be a, our uh, trend of Tuesdays. Uh, uh, it's going to be 125% long. <laughs> right? Is that, is that correct? It's going to be 125% long. <laughs> it's going to be about 45 minutes. <laughs> It's 125%, or is it 150%? I don't know. It's 150% long. Okay, that sounds fine. But what we're going to do with that first episode of 2010 is we're going to do a big 2009 year-in-review episode. Not a season review, because no, that's no. not the end of our season. Calendrically speaking, a exactly. year... Caesarian. Caesarianly... A Caesarian calendrical, calendrical calendar. Right. Uh... And we're going to do our. Uh, we're going to do all have, those typical, like, year in review kind of things. Best crossword, yeah. worst crossword, best constructor. Yep, best nickname, best, best podcast host, things yes. like that. Vote and, for your favorite podcast yes, host. Yes, we, we're going to have a viewer uh, uh, choice award. Yeah, you know what? Here's I think if you have any categories at all that you would like to vote on, yes. email us at rbxblog at gmail.com. Tell us what category it is and who you're voting for. And you can vote as many times as you want for as many things as you want. Yes. Feel feel no, no uh, what's the word? No restraints. No, no limitations. No, no, the sky is your oyster. Absolutely. <laughs> and the clouds are your pearls? I don't, how does that go. work? That, I don't know. That works for me. Is that poetic? But if you, if you must only vote for one thing... Vote for your favorite cross New York Times crossword of two thousand nine. That sounds fine. That's that's like the be all end all category that we're gonna. Yeah, we're, gonna that's, have. we're good. That's everything is gonna be leading up to that. Tell us about fantasy baseball, Ryan. Fantasy baseball. We are starting. Uh, we've mentioned this before, but I just want to briefly mention it again. We are starting a fantasy baseball fill me in league, and whoever is we have we have, we want twelve owners. Right now we have six. We have you. We have me. Well, you have you being Brian, me being Ryan. That, that's the two of us. Uh, Doug Peterson. Yep. Uh, <laughs> just, just, we we got to okay, go fine, fast. Fine, fine, June Pock is going to play. June Pock. Uh, of Discord. Yep. Another friend of Doug's wants to play. Kurt. Kurt. Uh, Bruce Sutphin. Bruce Sutphin. He was going to play. So that's, that's six. Now, Harry Hassel, I'm talking to you specifically. I think you like sports, and I believe you play fantasy football. Perhaps you'd like to join us for Crossword Fantasy Baseball. Uh, Peter Gordon. Yeah, you know, like baseball. You like baseball. You know a tremendous amount uh, about baseball. Tyler Hinman. Yes, Tyler, please join us. You can have all the Braves except for Tommy Hansen. What happened to Tommy Hansen? I think he's really good, and I want him on my team. Okay. So uh, we want we need six more. Yeah, so we so so email us again with uh, you know the address is still rbxblog at gmail.com. 
A plug. Yeah, Fireball Crosswords. Fireball Crosswords. Uh, Commissioner Peter Gordon is is starting up Fireball Crosswords. I sat in his chair earlier this week. You did. That did. sounds dirty. <laughs> that sounds I visited awful. Patrick Blindauer at Sterling Publishing. Oh yeah. And he works in a in a in a talk about fantasy. Yeah. He works in a it. fantasy land. Fireball Crosswords. Peter Gordon is starting Fireball Crosswords. You go to fireballcrosswords.com. This is going to be one crossword a week. Uh, it costs what ten dollars for the year. Yes. It's one crossword a week, which is pretty much weekly. I'm not getting into the semi-weekly, <laughs> bi-weekly nonsense again. It is basically weekly. You're going to get 50 puzzles throughout 2010. Yes. And uh, they are going to... It, it's going. You're going to feel like you're coming back to the sun crossword. That's yes. what this is going to feel like. It's going to be excellent. Ryan and I have both already signed up. I uh, actually have not. Okay, I have already signed up. I will up. be signing up. I've been admonished by the commissioner. Oh, have you really? I have. <laughs> oh, apparently, because now there's a very easy PayPal feature. Yes. You just click a thing. Go to the fireballcrosswords.com in an orange box in the middle of the screen is a link and that's what you click not uh, not orange amy ronaldo orange no no it is the color orange yes. it's a box that is the color orange right not the speed solver it is not uh, the speed solver in the middle of peter's uh, web page peter i will i will sign up you do not have to admonish me again peter keep admonishing <laughs> it's good for ryan's character <laughs> we'd also like to promote the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. Perhaps you've heard of it. Yes. It is happening in Brooklyn, New York, February 19th through the 21st. We'll both be 2010. there. 2010. We will both be there. Uh, all of your favorite crossword people <laughs> will be there. Uh, you, Tyler Hinman is going to be defending his A Division title for the fifth for the, he's, he's won it five times, so he'll be defending it for, for the, the fifth, fifth time. time. Yeah. Trying and to win look, a sixth. Trying to win a sixth. And, of course, you know all of these other great speed yes. solvers are going to be there competing against him. And uh, a question that, I, that I, I pose on the blog, and I want to pose now, what are people doing to prepare? What are you doing to prepare? What am I doing? Yeah. I'm doing as many crossword puzzles as I can. Yeah? And I've completely plateaued. Have you really? I cannot get any faster than I am now. Well, that, that's quite possible. It's, I think it is possible. Now... I am actually doing nothing to prepare. Um, no. I've not been preparing much at all. I'm not really sure if I'm going to do anything to prepare. I don't know. You may but not compete. I may not compete. But you know what I am, though? What I am is a, a perfect example of how practicing at crossword puzzles makes you faster at crossword puzzles. Yes. How you can become a better solver and a better speed solver. As I jumped something like 290 places in the standings between 2008 and 2009. Yes. And, and so it happens. Yes. It happens. So people who feel like they're flustered or they may have plateaued, people like you, Ryan well, Hack, maybe you have not plateaued. Maybe there is still room to grow. Here's what I think. I think I've become a better solver. Ah. But I don't think I've become any faster. Okay. Well, but you can become faster through practice, though, is my point. Uh, uh, anyway, is... oh, if you want to check out all the information about the ACPT, we've got to give the website crosswordtournament.com. Yes. Crosswordtournament.com. And I think you can already sign up. Yeah, I think you can register. You can do all... Well, can you? I don't know if you can yet, to tell you the truth. I think I looked into that about a week ago, and it wasn't active oh, yet. Oh, it's not active. It might be. But check it out anyway. You can at least find out all the information you need. Most of it. The program isn't up yet, either. No? No. The last year's program. So if you want to oh, see what it is? Okay. when we spoke on the panel last year. <laughs> if you'd like to relive the glory of last year's ACPT, find out who wins the E-Division. It's <laughs> exciting. Uh, is that business? That's business. Let's move along. Viewer mail. Opening it up. We have so much viewer mail. Let us we get do. right to it. Right to it. Jeff T., formerly not the dentist. Not the Dentist has a name. Yes. It's Jeff T. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. We know Jeff T. 
We do know Jeff that. T has some points to make, and and some of these span the last couple of weeks because right. of lost emails. Yes. So Jeff T starts with uh, number one. Mayim Bialik was Blossom. I'm not sure. I feel like that's what we said. I'm not sure either, except that you were trying to remember who was... Six. Seven? Six. Six. Okay. Right. Who was in Star Trek. Seven was in Star... That was Jerry Ryan. Jerry Ryan. Yeah. See, in my head, I remember, like, the hot, sexy woman who was the alien on Star Trek. Right. You remember the dorky teenage girl with, like, acid-washed jeans from Blossom. Right. Okay. But my, but I maybe we said Miriam Bialik. Maybe we did. Maybe we said Mayim Bialy. Maybe. I like Bialis. Do you? Yeah. I don't. I feel like it's a bagel that nobody bothered to finish. I feel like it's a, a mutated bagel. Do you bagel. like onions? Yeah. Uh, you should, I'll get you a nice Bialy. Okay. Would it be anything like your waffles from yesterday? Oh, my God. I made the worst waffles of all time That's yesterday. True. Uh, so that was point one of the salient points. Point B. One and B. You are both right about the stick cane lever thing. Oh, Aha. my God. Brian is right because he doesn't know a thing about comic books, as evidenced by his calling them cartoons. And Ryan is right because he doesn't know a thing about the English language. <laughs> We've got, we, got, we got a lot of emails this week about how I don't know anything about the English language. I feel I know something about the English language. What do you know? What do you know? Tell us what you know. You have a minute. Is that is that too much time? You no. have 30 seconds. There's a, there are transitive verbs. Okay, good. That's it. Well, okay, that's, that's something. All right, of Jeff T's points. Third, this pantheon of completists should have a special section that is completists who were there at the beginning and still are here. Jeff T is one of these people he who is. was there for episode one and has not left us. Yes. He... Who else has done that? Probably the dentist. The dentist maybe has done that. What do you think? Has Amanda done that? Was she there at the beginning? I don't know. Was Dan Fayer there at the beginning? It's possible. Yeah? I know. We we have been talking about how impressive it has been for people to go back and re-listen or or listen to everything like in a week. Bruce Sutphin did it in a week and he's still with us. But still, it is also impressive to have been there from episode one. And and, stayed with it. And stayed with it for this year... Almost two years that we've yeah. been doing this utter nonsense. Yeah. So maybe there should so be. So who else has been there since episode one? Who else heard episode one when it was first released? That's that's what we need to know now. Yeah, so tell us. Of the completists, the subset of you yes. who were there for episode one. We think it's not the dentist, the dentist. The dentist, maybe Amanda and maybe Dan. Maybe Dan. We don't know if anybody else was there. Please tell us. Yes. Uh, Quattro. Brian is not always in a bad mood. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen, too. Yeah, I haven't. And finally, Echo, military for E, Ryan is always in a good mood, unavoidably and irrepressibly chipper. I am. Irrepressibly chipper. I'm usually in a very good mood. You are. Although, I will say this, and I have a bone to pick with Kevin G. Durr hyphen Eucalyptus. Oh, yeah, you do, don't you? Jeez Louise! Yeah, how about Up? Ryan and his wife just saw Up the other day, and, and apparently, like, both cried themselves into tears of misery. Kevin G. Durr created the saddest, <laughs> as you put it, the saddest cartoon in the history of the universe. Yeah, if you haven't seen Up, first of all, it's a fantastic movie, and it is gorgeous to watch. Yes. I mean, it is just a beautiful-looking film. That Pixar does amazing stuff. And you know what? It's a really good movie. I think story-wise, it's not my favorite. But it's really touching, it's really sweet, and the first ten minutes will make you cry your eyes out. Absolutely. The first ten minutes are the saddest cartoon ever. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of the movie, not sad. The rest of the movie is sweet and touching and poignant, but but those first ten minutes are absolute murder. Yes. Kevin, from now on, you need to warn us. Yeah, please do. Good lord. 
Put a label on the package. <laughs> Kevin, what do you this do? This looks like a cartoon, but you will cry. <laughs> I I saw your name in the credits, and you're in crowd control or something. What what do you do? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You're in crowd animation or crowd something. Explain to us what you do. Our next viewer mail is from Andrew Feist. 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 He says, I listened to you this... realize m- that is now his nickname? Yes, I do Okay, this that. is how it happens. I understand that. You don't understand it. I you, absolutely... Every two or three weeks, you force an awkward, inappropriate nickname on somebody that is totally unwarranted and unwelcome. But, but this not, but, is okay. This is acceptable. It's nonsense, but it's acceptable nonsense. Okay, I'm not arguing with That's you. That's right, you're not, because I'm right. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Andrew Feist. 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 I listened. <laughs> I listened to this you were in week's a bad mood for like four seconds right there. There I was. You? I was. Yeah. Yes. Irrepre- irrepressibly. I still can't say. <laughs> you it. can't say that word. Irrepressibly. Irrepressibly. It's hard to it's say. It's not irreplaceable. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it is what you're trying to say. But that's not. You're irrepressibly just... trying to say irreplaceable. But you are replaceable. Thank you. <laughs> how, how did that all lead up to an insult? It always does. So, uh, Andrew says, I listened to this week's podcast and I was a little worried about Brian. He seemed a lot angrier than usual, but I think hope that it's within his normal operating parameters. You know what? Last week I was angrier than usual. You were. And this week I'm less angry than usual. Was there, what, did something happen during well, no, the No, I have an anger equilibrium that just sort of Balances in the, in the grand scheme of things has to balance out. Okay. Yeah. So last week I was more than so, and this week less, so. And then sometimes you're just kind of on average. A... I, am, I am an average amount of angry. Okay. <laughs> you're not 125% angry? No. Okay. No. 125% more angry? More angry. I don't know. Uh, so don't worry, Andrew. <laughs> if... No, I'm, I'm fine, Andrew. Thank you for, thank you for your concern, but I'm, I'm just fine. Uh, Tyler Hinman, insert kick-ass nickname here. Yes. He has written to us. Uh, so you mentioned on the podcast that I didn't care for first-name-loaded Joe Krozel's puzzle. This is true, but I thought I'd explain. This is this is the puzzle where all of the cross-entries were proper first names. Yes, they all were. But Tyler uh, didn't like it. We said he didn't like it. Now he tells us why he didn't like it. First of all, I'm very impressed with the feat. To make an acceptable crossword with such an intense constraint is remarkable. However, in my view, accomplishing the feat is outweighed by the sacrifices that have to be made to make it happen. The downfill had lots of partials and abbreviations and other crud that constructors generally try to avoid. Those entries, for me, take away a lot of the fun. Incidentally, I have the same view of Friday and Saturday puzzles that strain to go below 60 words. I don't care about wide-open areas if I have to find obscure trivia and awkward forms, like re-enterers or something. I haven't made many themelesses, but my favorites among those creations are all 68 words, so that seems to be my sweet spot. It's still, I mean, it takes. It still takes some two seconds. Yeah, where where is it that you find? Yeah, it? I mean, I mean you like have a you have a box of obscure trivia living in your head somewhere. It seems and, to be very close to you. Do you have little men in white lab coats running around in your brain looking for answers for you? Like, the, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Well, but this brings up an interesting point. I mean, do, do if if the theme is cool, does it make up for some questionable entries? Uh, apparently to Joe Crozel and to editor Will Short's attendant, it does. I'm because asking the you. puzzle ran. I'm asking you. Uh, you know what? I'm with Tyler on this. You would prefer... I think that it is a fun creation, but for the, but for the solver, 
certainly for the average solver, I, I think it's kind of unsatisfying if you have to deal with a lot of words and entries that just aren't words and entries you want to think about or ever think about. And I don't know. I thought the first name thing was awesome, and I think it was a masterful construction. Mm-hmm. But Tyler is right that the downs suffered as a result of it. Yes. Now, maybe it balances out. Maybe to most solvers, the impressiveness of the first name stuff was so great that the lousiness of some of the other fill was kind of, you know, maybe it was a wash. Mm-hmm. Sort of like my anger equilibrium. I don't know. What do you think? I, I, I think that, that that I think it balances out. I mean, I enjoy. I think it's a nice change. I mean, I wouldn't want every puzzle to be like that. Okay. But every once in a while, to have something completely out of the box, uh-huh. and to have to sacrifice some of the other some entries to be questionable, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it if if the theme is interesting enough and impressive enough and fun enough is that uh-huh. the way to say it? i mean like his his uh mirror image one was that where yeah. you could rotate it and yep. there were some entries in there that, that you know what you're absolutely right and i like that mirror image one it was i don't know why i liked that one and i didn't care for this first name one so much maybe i didn't think this theme was as much fun as the mirror image one so the equilibrium of fun theme versus you know awkward fill wasn't as uh, wasn't as settled. It's possible. Could be. Yes. Should we go so on? We should go on. Okay, let's go on. Our next viewer mail is from Agent Little Zooty. Ah, yes, Agent Little Zooty, also known as my sister Allison. Yes. Uh, she says, "I am listening to episode eighty-three now, but kind of spacing out." <laughs> That's nice. It's good to know. Thank are you. you. Are you listening now? Are you spacing out now? Uh, Allison. Yep. Yeah. Come on. Come hey. on back. Hello. Hey. Hey. Uh, she's kind of spacing out because uh, you're talking about the actual crossword puzzles and I don't do actual crossword puzzles. What kind of crossword puzzles do you do? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's the question. I guess. Uh, am I going to get kicked out of the Pantheon of Completists? Uh, so far, you're still not in the Pantheon so of Completists you... because we know for, for a fact that there are episodes somewhere in the middle that you didn't listen right. to. So you can't get kicked out of something that you're not in. Right. You can't kick Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame. You can't. No. No. One day, maybe we will be able to. Maybe. Uh, but we want you to be in there. Yeah, so find those episodes you missed, listen to them, and get back to us. Right, because we might be having a party. That's right. In the Pantheon. Yes. With the Pantheon? I know, the it's Pantheon in... is a collection of people? I think the Pantheon is the building. It is? In Rome, it's the building. Oh, okay. We have a Pantheon of completists in Rome. We do? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> is that where you saw Stephen Grimaldi Grant? Right outside. Outside the Pantheon yes, of completists. we did. Okay. should see the Oculus there. I'd rather not. Uh, Allison goes on to say, My favorite parts of your podcast, Brian giggling like a girl. That doesn't happen. It does happen a little bit. Okay. And Ryan pretending to be thick. That doesn't happen either. Ryan actually is <laughs> thick. Well, when am I thick? Right now, as an example. I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't think I'm ever thick. Okay. And her other favorite uh, part is Jag and a Hank. Yes. I don't know if the song... The song? The, yeah, or just the phrase. Or just the anagram. Maybe it's just the phrase. How, what do you think of uh, <laughs> uh, Jog on an Ankh? Awful. Not I, you. I'm asking I have, Allison. I have forbidden you from using it. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Yeah. Viewer mail. Closing it up. All right. So our next segment is uh, it's about spelling sounds. On Sunday, uh, one across. One across. What was the clue? I think it was something like something cry from, from a, a crib. Cry from a crib. Wah. W-A-A-H. 
Now, I thought it was going to be, without it having any cross, it was one across. I put in Mama. Mama, okay. That's not right. Or Dada. Yeah, that isn't right either. Mama or Dada is usually the answer to cry from a crib. Yeah, sure. When it's four letters. Probably. Not wah. Wah. Now, see, this is a sound. It is, and I, I don't know how you spell it. Could be W-A-H. It could be. Could be W-H-A-A. It could be. Wah. Sure. So... Um, so is this legitimate? Is this a legitimate clue? I mean, we said R isn't because it's a sound that does not have a definitive spelling. Well, we said that it might not be because it doesn't have a definitive spelling. And I said to you, put it in a puzzle and send it in. Right. Go for it. But you felt that you wouldn't feel comfortable with it. I don't like it. I don't like spelling sounds. Now, I was then proven wrong. We got an email from Patrick Blindauer, El Blindito. I'm going old school with that. Uh. <laughs> El Blindito. Uh, he, his first, the first puzzle of his that ever was in the, the Cross Synergy publication. Uh-huh. I don't even know where, what is the Cross Synergy? Is it a book? Is it a magazine? Houston? I get them online. Is it the Houston Chronicle? I'm not sure. I solve them because I get them online, yeah, but I, I have no idea where the physical, where did these puzzles physically come into existence? I don't know. I don't either. Uh, Somebody sh- tell us. We, we should, should, we, we should, should know that. We really should know that. <laughs> uh, we don't. We solve them online. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you get them, online. <laughs> anyway, Patrick's first cross-synergy puzzle had f- uh, three 15-letter entries that were the same letter all the way across the right. grid. And they were and sounds. They were sounds. And there was, it was uh, uh, sound of an escape, and it was a bunch of S's, like air escaping uh-huh. from a tire. Uh, sound after a good meal, and it was a bunch of M's. And uh, sound before an alarm clock, which was right. snoring, a bunch of Z's. Right. Now, I think that's a little bit different because it's a theme, and theme answers are normally not not everyday Right, language. and Patrick did it in a gimmicky way. I right. mean, 15 letters long. Now, that's ridiculous, but you do it on purpose, right. and there's a, you know, and then it works. Right. That's a little bit, it's a little bit like something we talked about many, many episodes ago, and it was about rules and when it's okay to break them. And we talked about it in puzzles, and we talked about it in uh, lyrics with regard yes. to something Amanda had written to us, and uh, in music with regards to things that I do, and that there are you know basic rules that that give you the structure in crossword puzzles. Of course, mm-hmm. it has to do with you know like most of what Joe Krosel does, right. or that one puzzle that had that diagonal symmetry right. that Mike Nothnagel and Byron Walden, I think, right. maybe teamed up to what make. Was the, what was that? What's kind of say the symmetry was actually in an answer. They in described the grid. it in the grid. Yeah, I can't remember the term. Uh, hemispherical. Now. Sure. Hemispherical. Let's call it that. Okay. It's not, not it, but No, let's it's call not it. it. Um, we'll, put, we'll put the right answer in later, in post. <laughs> sure. We'll, we'll get the online dictionary to say it, and then we'll just plug that in on top. Sounds good. Okay. Um, anyway, but we were talking about breaking rules on purpose, and right. it means understanding the acceptable conventions and then breaking them, right. like Patrick did in this puzzle with the 15 letters but i think wham was just that doesn't break the convention that doesn't really acknowledge it just seems like that's what anything fit. yeah i think it is just what fit right so in that regard i say yes to patrick blindauer 15 z's in a row and i say no to alan arbusfeld wham particularly at one across which i always look for to be a really good fun smart entry Yes. I'm sorry, Alan, I like your puzzles, but not one across this who is, time. Who is Alan Arbusfeld? I have no idea. He sounds like somebody we should know. I've never met him. Either have I. But he, he does puzzles a bunch. He also, he also had another Sunday puzzle this week. Oh, did he really? I can't remember which one it was, but I opened cross up... Cross Synergy? A, could have been the Cross Synergy. <laughs> when you were reading it in Houston? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been to Houston. I don't see people doing Cross Synergy puzzles. No. 
No. Let's move on to our next uh, topic <laughs> on the agenda here. Like the Astros. Here. I don't see the Astros doing cross-synergy puzzles. No? You don't think Lance Berkman does a cross-synergy <laughs> puzzle before every game? Maybe maybe Lance Berkman. Maybe Lance Berkman. Maybe Lance Berkman. Yeah. Certainly not something like Jose Lima. Jose Lima, I don't think, is with the Astros. He was. He was. Well, yes, sure, at one time. I mean, so was Nolan Ryan. I bet Nolan Ryan does crossword puzzles. Maybe. And I bet he does them quickly. He could. I bet he's... He, that's how he got his name, The Express. That's how. It has to do with his solving time of People crossword puzzles. People think it's about his fastball. Yeah, but no, no. It has to do with his crossword speed. Okay. Well, let's move on then to the contest of them. Yes. Which is last week's contest. Uh, do you want to read this? Sure. you want to talk about this one? Uh, the contest was from Andrew Feist. 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 Uh, basically, what it was is you take the name of each of our hosts, Ryan, Hecht, Brian, and Simmet. Yep. You replace one letter of each name with a vowel, A, I, O, or U, and anagram each set of letters to get a word. If you've done things correctly, the four replaced letters will spell a common four-letter word, the answer to the puzzle. Yeah, so this was a little bit complicated, but we got a number of entries, and, uh, and uh, what we learned was what? What did we learn? Is that is that there were infinite number of correct answers. <laughs> That's what we learned. Well, we definitely got well over 15 or 20 different answers. Uh, Andrew Feist said that there were two answers. Yes. And there were only two answers. The only two he came up with were than, T-H-A-N, and can't, yes. C-A-N-T. And he was the only one who came up with those two answers. Yeah, none of the people who submitted answers to this came up with either of those. Uh, Peter Gordon said, came up with Yeti, Tyne, and Neat. Uh, Doug Peterson came up with Nehi, which technically is a proper noun, and I don't think... Uh, that. Okay. Uh, Joanne Sullivan and Howard Barkin came up with Yeah, Y-E-A-H. June Pock also came up with Neat. Thomas Love came up with Achy. Jeremy Horwitz came up with Kane, Acne, Yeah, and Nice. Michael Marcus's uh, answer was Hamy. H A M Y. Hamy. Hamy. And we 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 don't we know Hammy. We know the word Hammy. H A M M Y. Right, but Hamy we did not know. So we yeah. looked it up and we found uh, one thing uh, regarding Hamy, and it's Hamy's plane, which means a plane extending from the globe. <laughs> <laughs> trying to read it with a straight face. I couldn't do it. It's me. Hamie's plane is a plane extending from the glabella to the lambda. And we have no idea what this means. It's either something to do with math or hyalize. We don't know which. I think it's hyalize. I think it's hyalize, I think too. definitely. I think it's the, the glabella, the goikachea, <laughs> and the lambda. Uh, so uh, we're not using the pickle this week. No, we're going to give the uh, the prize this week to Jeremy Horowitz because he came up with more different answers Which uh, was than not, anybody else. Uh, it wasn't really the goal originally, but we didn't know what else to do in this regard. And uh, everybody else who had answers, find us at the ACPT and we'll give you some candy. We will give you candy. Absolutely. I'll, we'll, be, I'll be there with candy. We'll give you some delicious Hamey candy. Hamey candy. Hamey candy. Uh, so now we're going to offer you the contest of now. You came up with it. I came up with the contest of now. And because I came up with it, there's a bit of a problem with it, but I'll get to that. It's not a big problem. No, it's a small problem. So the contest of now, start with a rather arbitrary pair of words, which are clued as such. Birthplace of Muhammad, five letters. Mm -hmm. Birthplace of Crosscan, eight letters. <laughs> two leaders in their own way. <laughs> they are. So those are the two words, birthplace of Muhammad and birthplace of Crosscan. Now these two words are a cryptogram. And the solution for this cryptogram is both the answer to the contest and something we wish for all of you viewers. Yes. Now, the problem with the puzzle 
is that one of the letters in this cryptogram actually you don't change. Right. For those who don't know how to do a cryptogram, every letter in the in the thing you change to a different letter of the alphabet. So if there's ever a D and you figure out that D actually changes to G, all the D's in the whole thing change to G. Right. In this particular cryptogram, uh, there's one letter that, remains, that the remains the same. In the same place. Yeah. So, sorry about that. Oops. Uh, but otherwise, enjoy. So, uh, yeah. So, the phrase is the answer to the puzzle. Yeah. Solve that cryptogram and the phrase is uh, the answer to the puzzle and something we say to all of you. Yeah. Contest of now. Contest of now. Done. Look on the horizon! <laughs> <laughs> that worked. It did. I sneezed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the first sneeze on the podcast. You think so? You think it's going to stay on the podcast? It might. <laughs> <laughs> it so much it, it got into both of our microphones. Um, go ahead. Monday, December 14th by Tim Darling. Tim Darling. This puzzle is about time zones. Time zones. Eastern, Central. Eastern medicine, Central something, something or other, <laughs> and Western uh, medicine. I, I don't think Western is a time zone. Pacific is what they call it over there. <laughs> Pacific. You're from that time zone, and you don't know. Tuesday, December 15th, by Steve Dobbis. 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 Dobbis? Dob is... Dob is Steven. Wednesday. <laughs> uh, eager Beaver. You're an Eager Beaver, I'm aren't you? not an Eager Beaver. You're not? Well, this is the, 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 it was the Eager Beaver, then the phrase was places to go, people to see, things to do. I don't go anywhere, I don't do anything, and I don't like people. So, clearly, this is not about me. No. No. Wednesday, December 16th, by David J. Kahn. Heads and Tails. This was very confusing. Very confusing. Very, very weird. You put heads at the beginning of some of the theme entries, and you put tails at the end of some of the theme. I think it was like the theme entries that started on the left-hand edge of the grid all got heads before them, and the theme entries that ended on the right-hand end of the grid got tails. I think this was my fault that it was confusing. Uh, In other news, my wife's favorite uh, iPhone app right now is this Coin Flipper app. That it, it, it has a picture of a coin on it, uh-huh. and, and you flick the phone, uh-huh. and it, and then the picture is the coin flipping, and then it lands either heads or tails. Except my wife doesn't really know how to flip a coin very well, uh-huh. so she actually like waves the phone <laughs> in the air frantically. I'm waiting for her to like throw her phone across the room from doing this. Have you this. seen what she does with an actual coin? She can't flip an actual coin either. Really? Yeah. You've tried that? Uh-huh. Thursday. December 17th by Francis Heaney and Patrick L. Blindito Blindauer. This was fun. This was really cool. Noah's Ark puzzle. And Noah's there were, Ark. There were like two of a variety of animals. Uh, there were two horses, there were two cats. Two and seals, what I was two doing, lions. I saw the horses next to each other and I thought, well, clearly I've screwed up something. Yep. But yeah. absolutely. But it was fun. Yeah. One thing to mention, I never know the answer when it's the answer is Noah. No. I, there's always a flood participant or captain of the this or that. Or, you, you don't know Noah. I can never remember. I never think that it's Noah. Hmm. Also with ATM. Whenever it's... <laughs> what does that have to do with no, anything? Well, well when, whenever the, the clue is is uh, bill distributor or money machine, you know, they come up with all of these interesting clues for ATM. And yeah. I never know you that never it's, know that it's ATM? Never. Wow. That's weird. Friday, December 18th, by Brendan Emmett Quigley Down Under, starring Tom Selleck. We both 
enjoyed this puzzle a great deal. Yes. But both of us were kept from a no Google by a single square. My single square was one above your single square. Yes, and they but were both in the word. The down clue, Ari, the answer was Ariette. Ariette. Yeah. Ariette's like a mini song uh, in an opera. Mini song in an opera. Ariette. You I thought had, maybe it was Ariesti. Because the, 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 the cross that I had was tiny opening. And you thought it was Itsy, not Itsy. it was Itsy, which is valid. Yeah. I had, I had trouble with that first E because it crossed with another foreign word. So this was the crossing of two foreign things I didn't know. Right. They crossed at a vowel. It could have been any vowel. Except so we I weren't in love with Ariette, but no. Uh, but the rest of the puzzle was pretty awesome. It was great. Yeah. Good Friday. Saturday, December nineteenth, by Tyler Hinman. Insert kick-ass nickname here. And Byron uh, Mike Nothnagel does my middle name Walden. Uh, Joe Cabrera says. Yeah, got, Joe Cabrera wrote to us about this puzzle yes. specifically, and he says Saturday's puzzle is murder. Yes, <laughs> this is like regards. Yes. I like this. this. This is better than pirate greetings. Is other people doing it yes. in words? Yes, I like that. Uh, this was a difficult puzzle. This was an impossible puzzle. I I, I, I found this it. to be completely unsolvable. I did no Google it. Took I know me you a very did. long. Well, you, this is again the difference. Well, here's what I did. Styles. I spent thirty minutes on this puzzle, right? And I filled in like seven or eight things because that's all I could think of. And I did this. Uh, I did this after it was already done, you know, like a day or two later, so I could get the answers with a cross light. Right. And uh, so then I checked the answers I had so far. All of them were wrong. <laughs> also, and I had things that like crossed each other, and I thought, oh, I'm definitely on the right track here because I've got three things crossing. Uh-huh. No, all wrong. All wrong. Totally wrong. It was a difficult puzzle. I find now, with a Saturday, any Saturday, I can. Always solve ninety percent of it. I mean, really? over over time, I can always solve nine percent of it. But with this one, I the, over the first hour, I had may, I had maybe three or four things, and I thought I can't solve this at all. Yeah, I, I found it impossible. And I like Tyler, and I like Byron, and I like their puzzles, but this one completely killed me. Somehow, it, I clued into it. I don't know. How. Good for you. Sunday, December twentieth, by Alan Arbusfeld. Inside dope. Yes. Inside dope. Info was in the middle of the... And you know what I was themes. looking for in the middle? What? Dope. I was actually looking for something that went inside the word dope. Like the entries were going to start oh. with D-O and end with P-E oh, and have something else in the middle good. of them. That's good. That's what I thought was going to happen. That's good. But no, it had info in the middle of it. So it was rainforest, napkin folding, McCain followers. That you don't like. I didn't like McCain followers no. at all. Well, I wasn't a big fan of McCain. Or of Palin. Or of followers. Palin followers. That could have fit that could the, have the fit. theme as well. It's too short, though. It is. Have you read her book, no, Going no. Rogue? No. No? No. Do you ever go rogue? <laughs> I've gone rogue a couple <laughs> times. You? Is it anything like Sarah Palin? <laughs> Do you feel like Sarah Palin when you go rogue? There was a thing Do you become on... stupid and Alaskan? <laughs> there was a thing on The Daily Show where a newscaster mispronounced it and said, Going Rouge. Oh, very nice. Yes. Very nice. Yes. Uh, Using Rouge. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, did you ever see that Chevy Chase thing where he he uh, he's a, a drug a drug user and he ties his arm you know, like the people who do the injections in their arm he ties his arm and then he took a like a marijuana cigarette and tried to poke it into his arm no, I didn't and then it said why do you think